Two months ago, we had a look at the Toyota Fortuna. Now they have launched the model onto the market and we've had a drive. Funny name for a car, sounds like a Chinese restaurant or something you might order at the fish and chip shop. I'll have Fortuna, please. This is Toyota's fourth different model in the large, extra large SUV class of vehicle. The others are the Kluger, the Prado and the Land Cruiser. It is part of the market that Toyota has made its reputation for tough family vehicles. Tim O'Brien from the motorreport.com.au and I went to the launch in a beautiful part of Australia. Tim joins us on the line to share the notes. Tim, will Pina Pound to Prairie Hotel in the Flinders Ranges, was that not just the nicest bit of off-road driving you could want? Well, uh, yes, David. If you um, yes, if, if you want to sort of take uh, motoring journalists anywhere, you might as well take them to it to uh, to somewhere, especially with a car like this. You know, to the Flinders Ranges. I mean, what what a magical place! And you know, every time every time I drive around there, I think, you know, crikey Moses, uh, you know, m- more of us uh, should get out and see all of these places because it is fascinating, isn't it? How changeable that country is. How you know the every every corner you go around has got another surprise. But yeah, a wonderful place, and in fact, you know, a pretty terrific car for seeing you know, for seeing it. In I have to say, incredible variety. You wind your way through a range of hills where it was steep and pronounced. Then you're down into the valley through a dry creek bed. Then into the forests of reasonable trees. Then out into the wide open plain. Sixty kilometres of delight. Not over the top rough four wheel driving. The sort of stuff that I think most people could uh, comfortably uh, cope with. Yeah, it was absolutely delicious. I I could spend all day there just on those 60 kilometres stopping and enjoying it. Now the fortune... Well, I was just going to say, David, that I was actually thinking, and in fact, you know, I phrased it in in my review, that that we concertinaed into two days, you know, what a family might do on a, like a, you know, a 10-day or a a 14-day... You know, it'd be a terrific trip, uh, you know, those, um, you know, in the kind of car that, that, that we are in, you know, for, for a family, um, uh, you know, there's, there's, you know, um, some long kilometres of bitumen, long kilometres of, uh, you know, pretty smooth gravel roads, and then, you know, winding your, your way up into those ridge lines, you know, on the, on the edge of the, uh, on the edge of the, uh, the, the Flinders Ranges and those fantastic vistas. I mean, the kids would love it. Yeah, it, uh, it's just a variety, as you say, uh, left, right and centre. Now, the Fortuna, where does it fit in? Tougher brother of the Kluger? Well, yes, yeah, certainly that. Um, the, look, the, the Kluger the is not a bad car, but it's really just a station wagon, let's face it. It's got, um, you know, you can get it in, uh, you know, front-wheel drive uh, um, uh, uh, um um, with a V6, you know, petrol engine, V6 petrol engine only, automatic only. Um, it, it's um, it's a very much a light duty uh, SUV. Uh, you could have taken it on on you know quite a few of those those gravel roads, you know that that, that we were on, but it's really not designed for that, David. You know the 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 Kluger is. Um, the Kluger's a sort of a, just a bigger, heavier station wagon. It's 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 probably just really the what the station wagon has has become. The Fortuner is a totally different kettle of fish. This car, you know, we we took it on some pretty uh, light duty um, four wheel driving, but this car will go anywhere the Hilux will go, and there's virtually nowhere the Hilux won't go. You know, the, these. 
these cars are amazing in, in the bush. You, you can climb a wall with them. You know, you can you can pick yourself up and over anything, and and you can pick your way down, uh, which is often harder, especially on really steep, slippery, you know, rocky roads. You can pick your way down almost anything because you've got all of this fantastic four by four drivetrain down below, and you've got all of these amazing electronic aids, David. You know that that you and I and everyone else, you know, press a button here and you can you can creep up something you, you you press the hill descent control button and it will just take you down at the speed that that that, that you nominate this is look I, i'm i've been thinking about this car I, I think this is a this is a fantastic car this one i reckon mm. toyota has really hatched a beauty here tough enough to have the confidence to go anywhere was the expression they used i, I thought it was almost becoming a political slogan there for a while but i think it is accurate <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, look, um, you know, as, as I say, that's it's it's a terrific engine. I, I don't know about you, David, but I was really surprised. I haven't driven the latest model Hilux. You know, a couple of the other fellows from the Motor Report have driven that, but I was amazed at how uh, refined this uh, 2.8 litre diesel is in the Fortuna, and also, you know, found in, in the Hilux. Um, it's it doesn't sort of sound all that dieselly. You know, once once you're along and motoring. Um, you've just got this sort of nice rounded hum, you know, that sort of suffuses the cabin, you know, from under the bonnet. It can get along at a pretty terrific click, you know. Um, you, you, uh, um, there's absolutely no trouble sitting on highway speeds and, and even at highway speeds to zap out, you know, to really get out and around, this, this thing can really hustle. Yeah, I think it, it, it's good. It's not a huge punch in the back type of thing, but quietness, I think you're right. I think it's one of its great features um, that you can be able to take it along a road and sit comfortably there as though you're in a petrol engine car. You weren't sort of lumbering along in any way. Uh, so I thought, it, yeah, it was a nice thing. 2.8 litre, four cylinder, 130 kilowatts. And but depending whether you get manual or automatic, uh, 420 to 450 uh, newton meters which is you know a good solid pulling power and as you say um it, you you've got what used to be a rough and tumble sort of category of car is really now quite a good a very good highway tourer yes the look you are aware that it's that it this is a you know that this is a very flexible vehicle i mean that to be able to to build a car, every car is built to a compromise, you know, as, as you know. And to build a car, to build a car that can climb the sorts of things in and out of the kind of washouts, you know, that that and and up and over the kind of hills that the Fortuna can do means that there are going to be compromises in the suspension, because a suspension that works really well off road doesn't work quite as well on road, and and vice versa. So there's a bit of a compromise. It's got it's the wheelbase is relatively short. It it, it seems quite a bit shorter than than the than the Hilux. In fact, you know I'm a, you know I'd, I'd bet on me it is quite a quite a bit shorter than the Hilux. But there's there's a little bit of that four four wheel drive jiggle, but. You know, Australian engineers, you know, took the lead role in this. So Toyota Australia's engineering division, you know, down here in uh, in Melbourne, uh, took the lead role in developing this car. And and you have to say it shows. I mean, th this car, it does so well. It really surprised me how well it does on the bitumen. And to to do as well as it does on the bitumen, and then to also be so capable in, 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 in the bush, you know, some of those washouts that we drove through, Dave, when we were stepping up in and out of the, the, the creek beds. I mean, you know, you, you can get 
you know, you, you can easily get, you know, uh, have, have wheels, you know, sort of hanging up in the air and this thing just just claws its way through, you know. Uh, yeah, so, look, it, it is a bit of a surprise and, and I was actually surprised because, I, you know, I hadn't been forewarned of it as to the level of Toyota Australia engineering, the, the level of involvement in, in developing the car. You know, basically they've they've taken the lead. You know, developed uh, developed the 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 chassis, developed the uh, you know the the electronic systems, developed the um, virtually you know sort of um, you know in, in fact you know sort of lead on on the car. They've done over a million kilometres in testing. Six hundred fifty thousand of that was done in this country. Four hundred forty thousand elsewhere in the world. It just shows that a we've got a great range of, of driving conditions, which are great for testing. But also we've got the people here that uh, have those skills and do it. And driving along, I think you're quite right. Um, when we first got into it, the the highway we were going along had a couple of you know, well, not so much bumps, but corrugations on it, and you did feel that a little. I thought the steering was perhaps a little bit uh, mushy or light, but uh, you know, only in, a, in comparing it to the very highest standards. Uh, so you know, you can get compromises there, but as you say, it, it it is a lovely balance of a car and made for those that want to be serious about going out and doing it. Going through one of the creek beds, not the one on the road I mentioned to start with, you know, there, there were some really steep sort of hills there. We were still having a conversation inside the car. It wasn't one where we, we stopped and sort of, you know, uh, the passengers gripped the, the, you know, the, the armrests and, and things like that. We, it was going up and over and in the air and what have you. And, and we were almost just, uh, you know, just talking as though it was a, a normal day at the office. And um, uh, look, uh, um, I think uh, you know, Toyota sort of uh, mentioned, you know, to, to me that you know they've they've seriously got the uh, you know this grey nomad so-called market in their sights, as well as family buyers, you know. So um, uh, I, I think that they they may just about be hitting the nail on the head. But the problem, well, what's interesting, David, is that the the Prado when the Prado first appeared on on the market, you know, sort of when was it, you know, fifteen or so years ago, more, you know, to twenty odd years ago, it it was. Uh, it was very much related to, to the Hilux Ute. Then the Prado slowly went up market, and so now you've, you've got the Prado. What it starts at, you know, it's, it starts in the late fifties. Now you've got this car. It will go everywhere a Prado will go. It'll do it with the same sorts of comfort, you know. Maybe, maybe not quite as refined as, as the Prado, but it's it's a good ten thousand dollars or more less. So, um, you know, in terms of uh, in terms of uh, you know, Toyota showrooms, you know, they they may, in fact, with this car sitting in there, they may find it harder to move a Prado, you know, um, uh, ironically, you know, with with the, with the Fortuna sitting there. But yeah, so yes, so the, the prices. Were you surprised? I I must say that I thought they might have come in just a little bit lower than they did. Starts at forty seven nine ninety. If for the plus on roads, so yeah. in front of mm. yeah, plus on road. So it's a, you're up around the fifty k on road for the base model. Mind you, it's a pretty well equipped base model. And then yeah, so and it goes up. Yeah, it goes up about you know it goes up right in the the crusade. Strangely named, I have to say. They won't be selling many in the Middle East with that name, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's not politically correct in some <laughs> regards. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought the mid, so. The mid, 
the middle order GLS at uh, about 53,000 plus on yes. roads, and as you say, the Crusade at 60,000 plus on roads. Uh, it's uh, it, you know, you know, not not too bad. But as you say, they're really seeing it as a way of getting into the car with uh, not quite the luxury as they would call it of the Prado. But geez, it, it's it's pretty close. The other thing I like about it, even compared to the Prado, I like the Fortuna's looks. It doesn't, you know, Prado, we, we came up behind one while we were out on the road and it looked a bit boxy and gawky and, and tall. That's a bit unfair, but I think uh, the Fortuna is a bit wider uh, and not quite so looking as so deep in it, uh, yeah. which makes it look boxy. So I think I think it's a good looking car. Yeah, look, I, I agree. I actually think the Prado looks a bit like a warthog. I mean, a very large one, but the, um, but it's yeah. I, I doubt it would win any beauty contests. But the uh, yeah, look, I, I think the Fortuna looks a bit better. It's a bit, it's a tippy toey, you know. But it, if if you want to take a car off road, you know, ha- having it a little tippy toey, uh, in other words, you know, that ground clearance is um, you know is is really sensible. You, you don't you don't knock the undersides about. You know, you can step step over rocks, you know, without without worrying that you're going to cave in one of the sills. So, you know, so being, being tippy-toey is sort of, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's really what, what, what the car is all about. And it points to its, um, it points to the, uh, you know, that, that dual, that flexible, you know, purpose. But it's, um, look, it's, it's, I think, I, I agree. I, I, I quite like the looks. I, I, I don't mind, the, the, you know, the, that hipped, the hipped rear, you know, works for me. And, uh, you know, I think it does look a lot better than the Prado as well. I think the, the, uh, the FJ Cruise has got to be priced about the same, the Toyota FJ Cruise. I think it's a, it's oh, a yes, rare. I, I had, hadn't listed that one, had yeah, I? Yeah, we, we, we do tend to forget about it. but <laughs> And I, I think everyone tends to forget about the bit. I think Toyota sold quite a few of them, you know, at the outset. But I don't think they've been selling all that well, you know, lately. They're the only car, you know, yes. Very trendy sort of looking car, wasn't it? Uh, One that was really making a statement with its looks. Um, Whereas I think the Fortuna is, uh, you know, not as quirky looking as that, yet I think it's got more style to it. Just very briefly then, I also found inside was uh, good, you know, nice big screen there, easy to operate, a, a, a comfortable car inside. Yeah, look, um, yeah, the, the interior is, you know, quite good. I don't think Toyota will ever win once again, you know, any, uh, you know, any contest, you know, for coming up with, um, you know, they certainly don't have the sense of style in their interiors, you know, that we've come to expect, say, from, you know, from, from, from the German, you know, manufacturers. But, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, I think Toyota's way is, you know, that you need to be able to see the speedo, so there it is. You need to be able to see the screen, so there it is. It's a very utilitarian approach. I think, you know, utility being being the the main thing about a Toyota interior over, you know, over design. But it's, um, look, you know, I I think it's, you know, it's a car. I, I know that, uh, you know, my wife would, uh, you know, certainly be happy be happy being in, being seen in, be happy driving as well because, you know, you mentioned that the steering, it is it is light enough. You don't feel that, that you're in, you know, quite quite a large car. It's not all that large, you know. It's, it's, it's the right size. But carry seven, uh, the seats in the back, in, in case people are wondering, you know, they don't fold into the floor the way they do, say, in the, uh, in the Isuzu MUX. Uh, they, they fold up, uh, they, they, they lift to the side, um, the way that the uh, Pajero seats, you know, were once did, you know, it's uh, the, the seven seats in the Pajero. But um, um, 
Yeah, blokes like me who have got ducks disease. I mean, we fit it all right in 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 the uh, in the third row, but um, but yeah, but but you know, yes. it's, it's not really a place for for you know for larger adults. No, not quite people moverish uh, sorts of approach. But yeah, you know, then again, uh, the average family's not very big, but you do like to have those extra seats to be able to take a, a few people, or certainly have the room to pack some other stuff in as well. I noticed that actually the lovely uh, family, the Rashid family, Dean and Keith out there, who started, whose father started up Will Pina Pound. Uh, was out there, and uh, I think uh, one of their cars is uh, a Kluger, which means you can still get around a bit, but they do have a Hilux uh, for the more rough and tumble. Perhaps this Fortuna fits nicely in the middle. Tim O'Brien, lovely to talk to you. I really do appreciate your time. Thank you, David. And that's Tim O'Brien from the motorreport.com.au talking about the Toyota Fortuna, an interesting car, a very good car with an unusual name.